I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. So, marriage equality is a thing now. It's trying to be a thing. It's supposed to be a thing. It's officially in our federal U.S. government a thing. Yes. But it's not like there aren't and won't be problems. There's always problems. I I understand that, but yeah, just (laughs) because we have uh, official rubber stamp of marriage equality doesn't mean we actually have it. Yeah. Well, you know. It's the way it works. It'll get there. It should. It should. You had a uh, colleague come up to you and say, like, congratulations. Yeah. One of my colleagues, he's in his later working life. I think he's like 70 or something like that. Okay. He doesn't seem to be aiming for retirement. But anyhow, he has a sister who has a female partner, and they've been together a long time. And then he's also in the closer part of my work colleagues doing a similar type of job. Mm-hmm. And so he he's known me, you know, for a long time. And he's supportive of my status, whatever it's been along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he came over, he wanted to talk to me about the big win. And it made me think a little bit about this because it had happened, gosh, I don't know if it happened that day or earlier that week, mm-hmm. like a couple no, days before. No, it was a Friday. Was it a Friday? So if he would have talked to you on Monday after right. the weekend. Yeah. Right, it was, okay. So it was like a, a Monday or a Tuesday. And it made me think, yeah, we, we haven't talked about that, you and I or... Mm-hmm. I mean, personally or otherwise. Well, and you said that you didn't even know how to respond to him in that moment because... I didn't. Because I I was like, well, yes, that was true. Why don't I have something to say? (laughs) (laughs) And so in, in, you know, reviewing this interaction, several things occurred to me about that. Firstly, that marriage equality was never my fight. And in part, that's because I didn't think it would ever happen. Yes. Way back when. Mm-hmm. As one of our friends who's, I think, in his 30s. Yeah, said, he's in his mid to late said, 30s. Yeah, he, and he has a partner, a long-term partner that his is His partner was my best man in our wedding. Yeah. So these two guys have been together a while, and he's been married before. That he guy was married before. To a same gender partner in mm-hmm. the state that they were in that had yes. that advantage. Although it wasn't a marriage, it was like we have, it was a domestic partnership or civil union or something like I that. I think it was civil union because I recall that they actually had to have like a divorce and he had to go back to that state because he was living in a different state when they were getting divorced. Right. And he had to go back mm-hmm. to do something about that at court or something. Okay. So he mentioned in his uh, social media that he never would have imagined 20 years ago when he came out that this would have happened. And I'm slightly older than that, and I sure the hell never thought it would happen. And you get kind of used to those things. Mm -hmm. It's good that other generations are coming along and changing some of these patterns. Mm -hmm. And patterns have changed over time. Yes. And, you know, different aims at equality. But even when you were young... Like, that wasn't really something that was even on your radar. Like, you would think about wanting a wife, but not like a married wife, just like 
what was then called like a life partner or a yes. significant other. But thought of probably by most butch people or male identified type people as a wife. Right. She would do probably wifey things, not what husbands would do. Right. Yeah. And a partner who does all the femme things. Or at least knows how to do a fair amount of them that I have either no interest in doing or no real capacity. For instance, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like like sewing is not my, not my medium, but that's not necessarily a femme thing. Although in the past so many decades, it is more of a female assigned task to mend clothes or fix clothes or make them mm -hmm. than it was tailors doing that at the early 1900s and mm -hmm. before that there there were men assigned to that task but household sewing had been assigned to women and it's not that i would just think of that as a wife thing but i was brought up to think of that as a wife thing that was very much the mindset of your generation that there are women's chores and there are men's chores yes and my mother had a sewing machine and you better stay the f away from her sewing scissors and never cut paper with them or else right i'm not sure what but something else yes something else <laughs> you will be unhappy yes you know, my dad didn't sew, although my brother-in-law sews, but he sews things like a functional thing they're going to use, not a, this looks good enough to wear, mm -hmm. whereas my mother could sew good enough to wear type clothing, mm -hmm. which she did. In her generation, that was an acceptable thing to escape to, pretty much, you know, time for sewing. And I, I want to add to that, in relation to transition, a mom-type person. Because having been more of a mom type person when I had an uh, overload of estrogen and finding it overwhelming on yes. several wavelengths, one of those was not being able to let go of the anxiety of managing, having awareness of, interacting with children, which I consider like a mom attachment, right. estrogen-based annoyance <laughs> mm -hmm. that I do not feel the pressure of the same way. Mm -hmm. I sometimes feel that pressure of, oh, I should uh, do this or that regarding children or be with them, but I don't feel it the same way and I don't feel it to be overwhelming or make me anxious. Even so, understanding that you had a goal of eventually having a partner who would do these traditionally feminine things in the world in which you were raised, you also understood that that was not really going to be what the straights would have considered a marriage. It wasn't an option. You and a lot of us never thought that, like, legal marriage would ever be a thing. You know, if you really wanted to have legal rights to your spouse, you would adopt them. Right. Or create a trust mm -hmm. to make sure they got the stuff they needed if something happened to you. That was, like, never... It's just kind of effed up, that whole adopting your spouse thing. I know. <laughs> I know. I had um, a friend when I was in college, guy I worked with at a portrait studio, who had been adopted by his spouse mm -hmm. when he found out that he had some health issues. That was the very first thing they did. So that he could attend to those. Right. Right. You know, this this person who is... 10 years younger than me is my legal guardian. They need to be in my hospital room. Mm -hmm. That's my dad. Let him in. Right. <laughs> I don't care that he's 10 years younger than me. He's my dad. Let him in. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. But that was like 
just never on your radar. And even so, it's just been chugging along the past 10 years that one by one, little bit by little bit, it's becoming the thing. Well, I know that they've had it in some various states for longer periods of time now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a big deal in California, which we're close to some folks that are there. And I know some folks that got married the first time California legalized it, and then they didn't. They un- undid it, but they let the people who were married be married, but wouldn't let anybody else get married and wouldn't call it legal there except for the people who were married, which was a big problem, actually, for all those people's taxes. I bet. The feds didn't care about you being married, but California did, only if you were already married and if you owned property together. It wasn't a shared property rights state, so what a big mess. Yeah, and we've dealt with some of that, too, with our taxes, because we both file as head of household, and we've had some questions of, are we both really the head of the household? And You better believe it. it. Have you seen us try to operate this place? (laughs) (laughs) We're looking at buying a house now, Mm -hmm. the house that we live in. Our landlord is selling I'm it. I'm shrugging my shoulders because we don't really know what he's doing. Cause we, we don't. He's that don't kind know. of, this is the guy who stuck a picture in his wallet, somehow got stuck to our security deposit check, and he called us and asked us why it bounced. Because there's an image stuck to it, dude. But you hey. deposited it with a photograph stuck to the front of it. Mm. This is our landlord. He's looking at selling our house, and we are looking at buying it, but we don't know what he's going to put it up for. We don't know how soon he's going to do that. We don't know a lot of things. And so, either way, when... Put it on the long list. (laughs) I don't know. When we got married... Yes. We were not legally married. We have a civil union, domestic partnership, legally recognized by the state, but not by the feds, kind of almost marriage without the M word. Yes. Pretty much marriage without the N-word, because that gets people riled up, Uh huh. as we can tell right now. The sky is falling, and people <laughs> will marry their pets. Chicken Little. Chicken Little said the sky was falling. Chicken Little is apparently the next one on the marriage agenda, according to the fundamentalists. <laughs> yes, I know. I know they're friends with Chicken Little. But anyhow. anyway. <laughs> Slippery slope and all that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Well, so anyway, the understanding of marriage as this thing that just wasn't for you, that sort of became this not my fight anyway when you started to transition. Well, and some people have that fight. They say, we should be able to get married. And I was like, well, screw you. You didn't let me get married all this time. So go to hell. You know, Mm -hmm. like I just kind of felt like rebelling against it because it was held back from me. Sour grapes. Yeah, yeah. And I got really used to that. And I thought, well, why would I want to get married now? I've not married all this time. Why we're in it. (laughs) 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 Which is funny because we're still not married. We are still not married. Yeah. Which the only reason that we're going to eventually get married (laughs) is because we need to be able to file taxes if we own a home together. Well, it will make things better for that. And there's other technical type advantages with as far as money type things. Yeah. Yeah. It's all financial. Yep. But even so, it still just wasn't like your thing. And that's where it comes back to your colleague coming and saying, congratulations, like you won and you're thinking. I'm a straight guy. (laughs) 
I could already get married, but I see what he's saying because I am a queer. And I spent a long time saying, well... You spent a long time presenting yourself as a gay person. Yeah, I uh, in that category of being a gay person, not having that, if you want to call it privilege of being married, in this case of equality, you know. Mm-hmm. These people in this category get to say their relationship is legal or sacred or whatever, and these other people don't. Mm-hmm. So I was in the you don't get to category. And um, so that no was kind of weird. Here's the other thing that made me think about it, or here's the other thing I thought of, of why don't I have something to say. It's because, it's also because transition is something that kind of swallows you up whole. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in that process, you're not thinking about these other things, especially if they were on the periphery or had, in my case, already fallen off your agenda. Right. You know? Right. And there are a lot of people with less responsibilities who still have time for activism during transition, who still have time for social awareness and culturally beneficial activities. Our culturally beneficial activities are keeping our kids from running wild. I hope everybody appreciates it. (laughs) One of them would be fine, mostly. We think. Probably. We don't know anything anymore. Uh, I give up. But I did realize this is a big deal. And in thinking about the one guy who, who said, well, I never thought this would happen when I came out 20 years ago. And and then it was the morning. I knew this had passed and I was driving in. I was in the car with NPR on. And, and then I was listening to a local radio station that had Bob Dylan's um, Times. They are a They are a changing. And that struck me as, I guess, somewhat generational. That's probably what I would hear on the radio when I was a kid. My parents liked to play what I thought was probably the oldie station. They weren't very old songs, but I probably heard it when I was a young child. And I was familiar with this type of folk rock music, but listening to the words of the song really struck me about how things were changing. It struck me in a way that the chord went all the way back to childhood mm-hmm. of, wow, this is really freaking wild. <laughs> They're doing what? <laughs> right. And that goes along with the other things that have been happening of queer people being recognized by our president in his State of the Union messages and feeling like visible, worthwhile beings in our society. Visibility matters. It does. It does matter. So that's what's kind of weird about the gay marriage thing is I wouldn't go and get gay married, so. <laughs> I don't know. If I ever transition, you might end up. Uh... Uh, then I would probably have to get gay married unless our marriage was already married. So now I'm going to be confused again. <laughs> yeah. That made me think about all the changes that have happened that I am aware of that have happened in our society since Way back when that song was written in the 60s, -hmm. things were starting to change. Yes. Many things that had not even been looked at as considerable change since something big like the Civil War. Mm -hmm. From the Civil War to like the 60s when everybody kept going, wait, what? I don't know if we should do it that way anymore. Right. Let's not have that. Mm -hmm. Let's do this a better way. Things have always been changing and there's nothing new under the sun and nothing today is the way it ever has been and nothing tomorrow will ever be the same as it was today. Which is mostly good. Mostly. But 
it's sort of this almost like Moore's Law kind of thing, where it's exponential. The change used to happen so slowly that people growing up could get used to one way of being and then rail against the way that the next generation was changing things because it had been the way it was long enough for someone who had known nothing else to believe that there never had been anything else. Right. And that's where Bob Dylan started singing about, mm -hmm. about those generations. Mm -hmm. And now it happens. Now it's changing faster and faster. Exponentially increases over exponentially. So there you go. You know, what was exponential of that, something yes. way slower. Yes, that is the definition of exponential. Yeah. But so we speed. We keep speeding up. Is your yes, point? That's yes, your point. Yes. We, we keep speeding up. <laughs> the and changes are happening more changefully. I don't know if anybody's gonna know what the hell we're talking about today. <laughs> they were saying something about marriage stuff, and we don't yes, know. Yes, like we don't know. A long time ago, it was the pretty people with you know Ellen and Will and Grace and all these socially acceptable gay people, and now it's the socially acceptable trans people now that we've got marriage. Yes, we've got trans stuff all over the place, and not just because they're trying to kill us. Yes. Some of it is nice. Some of it is nice. Yes. A lot of it is still trying to kill us. Yes. But some but of it is But nice. there's more of it of trying not to, and trying to convince other people not to. And right. And that's really amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shouldn't have to be, but it is. Mm-hmm that we could have somebody understand when I say I've decided to transition and somebody understands what I'm talking about. Yes. Without a encyclopedia version of explanation. Yes. Do people yeah. know what encyclopedias are and this I, kids don't I don't do know if our, our kids don't use encyclopedias. No, everything's online now. Yeah. You want to look things up, that's you don't old, actually use that's an encyclopedias. Old word. They have them at the library, I think, still. So kids might know what they are, but, but it's kind I, of I like the like save button. The, kids the, don't know what that is. There's one of them. I don't know if it's Britannica or World Book or one of them that said like their 2015 edition was going to be their last ever edition and they were going completely digital. Right. So the but times they are a-changing. Yeah, they are. What else were we listening to? The Nerdist, when they had Cameron Esposito on. Yes. And yes. all the straight guys were talking about, like, I was, like, indignant on your behalf of, like, why the hell hasn't this happened already? And, like, well, yeah, they deserve rights, and well, duh. See, that's the other thing that occurred to me about why didn't I have something to say, because I'm not a cisgendered guy who's who could just feel guilty that I had these rights and somebody else didn't. I could feel some because I'm, now I'm a guy that can get married, but that's only because I have rights as a trans person. Mm -hmm. But the, I also thought that, like, duh, why, why didn't this happen already? Because people are still stupid. <laughs> He's looking at me confusedly. N not for real. Not for real confusedly. I know. <laughs> Sarcastically confusedly. Yeah. Which doesn't translate very well through a microphone, but... No. It's, it's no, but great. I figured you'd try. <laughs> And I just make the face. <laughs> I like your face. Oh, thanks. So, do we have anything else to say about marriage and more than marriage? And if you haven't friends, you should go and read or at least skim some of the actual SCOTUS releases, the decision and the dissents 
and the actually published texts of these things, the absolutely silly things that they're saying to like try and deny people their rights. And it makes me wonder. It like, would be silly if they weren't insane. They sound kind of cuckoo when they say these things, but hey, you know, I'm like, just some kind of crazy ass trans guy liberal or something. You're liberal? <laughs> Compared to that, yes. <laughs> you are liberal. I'll make sure to hug some trees while I'm out with the Boy Scouts. <laughs> so do we have anything else to say about marriage equality or is that it? Do we have a short one today? I think we have a short one for now. Okay. That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Get a little closer. Yes, ma'am. I wasn't supposed to do that. No, you weren't. Sorry. Okay. Too late now. I'll just have to cut it before it auto-everythings. Auto-everythings. Makes it really big. Do you want to start over? No. I have to fix the shade I'm staring at on green. Ugly. Yes. You need something? I need to make a note. Cut. Moving. Mic. You won't notice it? What I do before I even get started on listening to anything is I have the computer automatically level everything. But if it's got those big in there from moving the microphone across the desk, that skews all the other levels that it's automatically adjusting everything to. Oh, I see. Oh, well. So, I like your face. Oh, thanks. I'm going to miss your face. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Because I'm going camping with Boy Scouts. Oh, gosh. We'll have to talk about that soon, too. Well, we'll, we'll try it first, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs>